Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm. Today we are talking about uh, the football team. And it's going to be kind of a quick conversation, but we're just going to power rank the units going into next season. Seemed like a good time to do it as we wait for an announcement about the uh, offensive coordinator. So let's dig in. All right. So... Again, this is this is based on right now. And this is assuming nobody transfers out, nobody transfers in. Two assumptions that are terrible, terrible assumptions to make because that's not true at all. But just as of right now, the state of the roster, what is the best group? I'm going with the corners. Uh, you look at Makai Blackman, Christian Gonzalez, all of a sudden, like, that's... As, as good of a top two as you're going to find in the Pac-12. From there, you remember that Nigel Bethel is going to be ne- back next year. Um, he was off to an incredible start to the season. He was the third piece of, of this uh, defensive backfield, this group of cornerbacks that kind of made everything click. You know, he he picks off so many passes. He's done it in practice. He's done it in the spring game. He did it during the season, too. You know, as Carl said, the ball just kind of finds him, and there's guys like that. When you're an opposing quarterback and you know you don't want to throw at Christian Gonzalez and you know you don't want to throw at Makai Blackman, what's left is Nigel Bethel. And having an opposing quarterback think, yeah, that's the guy to pick on, and knowing that the guy he's picking on has just this penchant for picking off passes, I mean, this this top three is really, really good. And I'm really excited about him. The best part is there's depth. 
Um, this is one of the few places on the roster where there's just a lot of guys that you want to see on the field. You know, Tyron Taylor is basically playing safety now. Who knows where he'll fit in next year? He could move back. But with those three back, it wouldn't make much sense because you've also got Nico Reed. You've got Kalen Moore. You've got that, uh, I know, Wiggins coming in as a safety. Um, but you're you're basically five deep of guys who you want to see on the field. That's a good spot to be, and that's the best position on the roster. Number two, I'm going with the wide receivers. It's a tough one. It's a tough call between the receivers and the running backs. The difference to me, honestly, is the shot Clayton. And I know I've said, like, you don't, you don't worry too much about losing him just because he... He never did anything. He never, ever did anything. So it might be a little bit hypocritical, but the truth is when you lose somebody like that who has the potential to really pop off and put up some big numbers, it just decreases the ceiling a little bit. Meanwhile, at wide receiver, the strength is just how many guys, how many guys there are with big ceilings. You know, Brendan Rice, none of us would be surprised if he's the best receiver in the Pac-12 next year. It's an unreasonable expectation probably, but he has that potential. You've got Demetri Stanley, and we know that he is as good as a slot receiver as there should be next year now that Britton Covey's out of the conference. Um, you know, Daniel Arias has taken steps. Ty Robinson, Chase Penry, Montana Limonius, Craig's making plays. So much young talent, and you're really eight guys deep. Of, of how, Proven might be fair. Like, are we, we willing to say Chase Penry's proven? I guess probably not. But there's just so many guys and so much potential for any one of them to be really, really good players that, you know, you look at running back and, and there's a lot of talent there too. You know, Jarek Broussard, obviously. Um, Alex Fontenot back. Deion Smith. Um, who knows what Jaylee Stacks provides. Joe Davis. And maybe I did get these wrong, but I really do think it's a tough call. Um, yeah, it, the, the margins are slim. And honestly... Just kind of the lack of production from the running backs is a little bit more concerning in my mind. And again, it's probably hypocritical because, I mean, the receivers underperformed as well. It's just so obvious that there was no passing game coming out of that backfield, whether you want to blame it on Brendan Lewis or blame it on the offensive line. Give me these receivers and I'll put the running backs right behind him. Um, Jarek Broussard, bit of a down year. Again, not all that much his fault. But we just didn't see as much explosion out of this group. And it's a more veteran group. You know, there's there's less time for them to... to, to, to it's not that they haven't figured things out. That's not fair. But there's less... It's less likely that going into their third, fourth seasons, whatever, they're going to take the jumps they're possible for Chase Penry and Ty Robinson, Montana Lamonius Craig, all these guys. Um so, that's what I'm thinking. Still excited about the running backs. Uh, Joe Davis coming back could be huge next year. And I, I still wouldn't be surprised if another guy transfers out of that room. It's just packed. Victor Venn coming in, too. You, you know what? Let's put the running backs in front of the receivers. Let's do it. They're number two. Receivers are number three. Number four. We're going with the outside linebackers. This was a tough one. There's um, there's options. I think this is where things kind of level out. You know, you look at the corners. You look at 
the running backs, you look at the receivers, those are all really exciting groups. After that, there's four, five, maybe six positions where a lot of the, the groups are about the same level. But we're going with the defensive line because, or sorry, <laughs> the outside linebackers, because they have so many pieces. You know, it's, it's honestly, the defensive line is next. I kind of spoiled that. I'm also watching this Montana playoff game. It's a busy day for me, and I just got around to this podcast now. And again, so obviously I went to Montana. Most of you know that, but who knows? There might be somebody new here. If they win, they go, they're one of the last four teams. They'd be in the national semifinal, and they just hit a bomb up to the 50-yard line. Um, and it's like their first drive. But back to Buffs football. These outside linebackers, you know, Guy Thomas looks like a good Pac-12 linebacker. And that's a nice starting piece. You know, we've heard the hype about Josh Gustav for a couple years. There's some numbers that back that up. There have been some plays that he's made that, that can back some of that up. Um, from there, you know, we saw some decent things out of Devin Grant late in the season. Uh, they also have Jamar Montgomery. Again, this is the, the difference between the defensive line and the outside linebackers is, first of all, I think maybe... I, I guess the top-end talent is about the same. I think Terrence Lang and Guy Thomas are about a wash. Um, Jalen Sami and Jamar Montgomery, sure, again, probably about a wash. But... With the outside linebackers, you only need to put two on the field. And you'll rotate one, maybe two other guys in uh, if, if there are two more who are worthy of those reps. At the defensive line, you know, you start three. You probably go four, five, six, seven deep in terms of your rotation. And you have a nice top line with Sami and Terrence Lang and Naeem Rodman. Just the depth is more of a question. Um, so... Outside linebacker gets a slight edge. Um, then we are going defensive line just because they have enough proven players, and, that, and that's what separates them from the next couple of groups. Uh, the next group being the tight ends. This is this is a group that I could have put up a little bit higher. Um, having Brady Russell is a big help. There's other talent at the position but you just have to project so much. You know, we heard so many good things about Alec Pell early in the season, and it just never really came to fruition. He gave us a couple plays. That's about it. Um, you know, you've got Caleb Fourier in that room. You've got Eric Olsen in that room. There's a bunch of talent, and honestly, just a, like a bunch of bodies in there as well. I do think that one of those guys has to, to pop this year. And if they do, then all of a sudden you've got Brady Russell, who's a proven tight end, and you've got one other guy, who whoever that could be, and all of a sudden you've got a decent group of two. Because you have to project for anybody to get to that next level, I, I knocked him down this far, but sneaky, sneaky good group there. Next up, we are going with the inside linebackers. And this is one, you know, this is a bit more of a step down. Um, first of all, we don't know who the starters are going to be. You know, you have Quinn Perry there. Um, you've, you've got to assume he's one of the starters. Robert Barnes next year is probably one of the starters. Uh, from there, you know, you've got Marvin Hamm and Alvin Williams and Jack Lamb made some plays. He, he was probably ahead of those two on the depth chart by the end of the year before he got hurt. Um I don't know. 
I don't know. I mean, Mr. Williams, I guess, is the other name we're throwing out there. But what is this group going to look like? It's tough to say. You know, there's just so many... Everybody has a flaw at this point. You know, Quinn Perry, not all that good in coverage. And, you know, we saw Nate kind of overcome that at one point in his career, find a way to make some plays. It's not like Nate ever became, like, a good cover linebacker just because he lacks versatility. But you could put him in the middle of the field, have him play his own, maybe spy the quarterback, and, and he'd break up a couple of passes, and that's that's solid. Can Quinn Perry take that step? I mean, you kind of need him to. Otherwise, you're you're really reaching here. Uh, Robert Barnes can make up for some of those deficiencies in coverage. Didn't didn't make many splash plays, and the def- or yeah, the the coaches were hesitant to put him in in situations where he could try to take advantage of of the other team when it was running the ball. You know, he was only out there basically on passing situations. And so we don't get like a really good evaluation. You just have to put some stock into what the coaches tried to get him to do. You know, Jack Lamb, um, I almost say young guy, but really he's a guy with a lot of eligibility left. You know, he gets to play two more years, even though he's... I mean, he was a grad transfer to Colorado before this season. What can he do? You know, he's a little skinny. He's a little light. Um, can he really be physical in the like in the trenches? I, I'm not so sure he can. But you know, some somebody's got to step up, and he might be top of the list. Marvin Ham. So again, you're just wondering where the the pop comes from. You know, if if this turns out to be one of the best groups on the team next year, what is the path to that happening? I guess it's probably Robert Barnes making a couple plays in coverage and proving that he's at least solid in the running game. Um, it might be Marvin Ham just breaking through. Uh, Jack Lamb, you know, he has the length and, and stats, the athleticism really to be an intriguing prospect, but he doesn't have the size. Maybe he gets past that. So there might be some sort of a path, but... Obviously, when you look at the corners, there's there's just so much talent there. Even when you go down to the tight ends, you have Caleb Fourier, you have Eric Olson waiting in the wings, a couple of guys who could put up big receiving numbers. So this is where the linebackers slide in. Next up, going to the safeties. This is, I mean, I think kind of right there with the linebackers. Um, Mark Perry is going to be the, the proven player in this group. And, you know, you need him to take another step forward. He's he's solid at this point, And he made some plays late in the season that are exciting. Can you just pull a little bit more juice out of him? Um, I, I think it's possible. And he really has two years left, I guess. So you still have some time. I just think that from there, you know, Tyron Taylor. Excited about him. But he's, he's still a little bit small. And you just need to see him prove it before you can say that this is the a good, solid group. You know, Trevor Woods might wind up being a, a starter next year. Um, Ray Robinson's been around a while. Uh, Curtis Appleton's really been around a, li- a while. So, again, you, you it's similar to some other positions and you need some young guys to step up. But the difference is that you just don't have as many options. You know, it really has to be Tyron Taylor, Trevor Woods stepping up next year. 
and probably Mark Perry taking a step forward too. Uh, from there, you look at... Uh, we're going the quarterbacks. We're going the quarterbacks here. Um, Brendan Lewis obviously has a year of experience under his belt. And that's something that you have to be excited about. Um, he's he's grown. But he hasn't grown to the point where you say, oh yeah, this is going to be a good quarterback. Um, he's grown to the point where you say, ah, maybe it's worth giving him another year and seeing what he can turn into. Um, I think, I, I still think it's probably more likely that JT Shroud is the starter next year. It's going to be a tough competition though. Um, and... Again, you. This is just a group that really struggled this year without JT, and that's that's the difference. Um, I, I yeah, I'm putting it in front of the offensive line though. Uh, offensive line loses Colby Purcell, loses Kari Cooch. Cooch is how he changed it. It says in the media guide it's Cooch, but n- let's not go down that road again. Um, again, those. Kari was, Kari, sorry, wow, I'm all over the place with his name. Kari was one of the best players on this offense, honestly, and the best offensive lineman this season. So losing him hurts. Losing your center, who's kind of in the middle of everything, also hurts. Especially when the group is so bad, you gotta, you gotta wonder how does it get better when it's losing two of its more stable pieces. Um, and you just need, you know, Frank Phillip to step up, Casey Roddick to really step up. Um, you know, is, is Chance Lytle, you know, Jared Christian Lichtenhan, is he ready to go? There's there's a couple of guys, but after the weakness we saw last year, I think we have to say that this is the weakness of the team going into next year. So there we go. Those are the rankings. Before we get out of here, going to tweak these rankings just a little bit to say where do you want to see transfers come in. First, though, Breckenridge Brewery is the best beer that you can find anywhere. I'm heading up to the mountains this weekend, and I know that I will be bringing a lot of Breckenridge beers, and people are going to be really excited to drink them. Uh, The seltzers, the strawberry sky, there's just so many options, and you really can't go wrong. Vanilla Porter is a great one this time of year. The Christmas Ale is uh, also a great one this time of year. You obviously can't find it for most of the year. Uh, but in grocery stores now and liquor stores now, it comes in like this little mini keg too, uh, which is just a lot of fun. It gets people in the Christmas spirit. So uh, check that out for sure. Um, also, DraftKings Sportsbook. They've got an awesome special going right now. The way it works is this. All you've got to do is bet $1 on any team to score in any NFL game. And if they do, then you will go home with $100 in free bets. It's, uh, like I said, just like an incredible deal if you haven't signed up for DraftKings Sportsbook yet. Um, it's basically free money. Just pick a team that scores a lot of points, and they won't not score points in this game. That's that's the way that it works. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code DMVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right. 
Um, real quick before we get out of here, because I've got to head up to Boulder for this basketball game tonight. I figured we didn't need to talk about that today because we talked about it yesterday and because by the time you guys listen to this, you'll, the game will probably be over and everything I say about what I want to see will kind of be irrelevant. Um, Chris pulling out a double pass. Oh, he had to pull it down. Damn. That's too bad. Oh, I don't like to see those not work. Um, but yeah, real quick, just tweak, tweaking these um, to fit where you want to see transfers come in. There's a couple that are really tough to place. I mean, I think number one, obviously, is offensive line. You just got to get more bodies in there, more guys who can compete for these jobs. You know, I've said before that I think that the offensive line across the board is one of the toughest places to find talent um, in the portal. It's it's just really hard to do. Um, but, you know, when you're in the buff situation – you you gotta try right I mean we all see what's happening there um from there number two where I say you look for transfers I'm going I'm going safety I think that if you find another safety then instead of needing Tyron Taylor and Trevor Woods to step up because they really play three safeties a lot plus with the way the season goes you wind up uh you wind up having somebody get hurt and you need to make subs. There just isn't a lot of wiggle room right now. You find some safety who can come in and play right away, and then all of a sudden you only need one of Trevor Woods or Tyron Taylor to step up. And if they if they both do, then you wind up with a good problem. You wind up trying to figure out how to get these guys on the field, which, you know, again, it, it brings issues of its own, and it's more likely somebody transfers and blah, 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 blah. But there's... Not enough of that on the roster right now. And there's too much trying to find somebody who can play. It's number two, safety. Number three is inside linebacker. Um, and this was close to safety, but I'm going uh, safety first just because the there's room. There's absolutely room for more players. If you bring in an inside linebacker, you, I mean, you've already got five guys competing for two or three jobs. Now all of a sudden it's six. And... I think that you just need to see if you can find somebody with just a higher talent level. Um, and so you got to take a shot there, but it's not quite so pressing just because you're already honestly kind of congested, which is weird for a position where we have some questions going into next year. Um, from there, again, and it's tough to figure out where to put quarterback. I, I think quarterback is probably... Number one, if you're talking about one of the four or five best guys who are in the transfer portal, and if it's not one of those guys, I think you're just causing issues. You're taking reps away. You're convoluting a quarterback competition. Um, and I really think a lot of these problems were at the offensive line, and I really think they want to make it work with JT Shrout um, or Brendan Lewis, of course. So I'm I'm going to go defensive line next just because, like I said, you need a rotation. And right now you've got a solid three, but the depth, there's there's question marks. And you don't obviously like having question marks. Uh, so that's that's the other big area where I'd look. Those other positions, though, I mean, really you don't need anything. I guess you throw quarterback in there just because there's room for a good one for sure. But at running back, you really don't need to bring anybody in unless somebody transfers. I think that maybe next year you look at doing something like that after Alex Fontenot's gone. Um, but as for this year, I mean, you've got Jared Broussard, who's a number one running back. 
You've got Alex Fontenot, who's been a number one running back in the past and has looked, he looked as good as you could hope, I think, um, considering the offensive line in front of him. And then you've got some other younger guys who could break out. Once Fontenot's gone, if you don't say, okay, we got to feed Deion Smith next year, we got to feed uh, Joe Davis next year, that's when you say, yeah, we've got we've to gotta go check the portal out and see if there is somebody. Um, a year after that with Jarek gone, then I mean, we're living in a different world at that point. There's going to be a couple more classes of running backs on campus. But point is, you really don't need a running back. Tight end, you know, I could be tempted. I could be tempted. Um, it just depends on how the coaching staff evaluates these young tight ends. You know, do they think Eric Olson is close? Do they think Caleb Fourier is close? Um, because you don't want to block them if they are. If they need another year, though, go find yourself a grad transfer, somebody who can come play that Matt Lynch role. Um, so that's another tough one, but doesn't obviously make my top five. Um, receivers, you're set at receiver. You are absolutely set at receiver. Um, outside linebacker, you have uh, you have three guys who can rotate through those two spots, and you've got some young guys in behind them who I think you're excited about. If there's a young, talented player in the portal, I think this is where, you know, you're not necessarily looking for a grad transfer who has one year left, but if there's a young guy who you want to throw in just to add depth because you know that you're going to be looking next year unless you really like your young outside linebackers, then I would consider something like that. But otherwise, again, use those scholarships on offensive linemen and offensive linemen and and maybe a quarterback, but mostly just more offensive linemen. Uh, corner, obviously, you're set. Um, yeah, so there we go. Those are, those are my thoughts there. And I am going to head up to Boulder to see these Buffaloes play Milwaukee. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? I haven't looked at the betting line. I think it's best that I don't tonight and just watch the game and expect a balanced matchup because that's what we always get. All right. Appreciate you all for listening. I'll see you soon.